And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. When desire it has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. That's a very important line. Huh? Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all his creatures. And John chapter 8 and verse 12 says, When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us pray. Lord our God, we are so grateful that we can be in your wonderful presence. That we can in the, be in the place of lights. That we can be in the place of love. Thank you, Jesus. You have come to give us light and life and love. And we enjoy that, Lord. We thank you for it. We thank you, Lord, that we are redeemed from the world of sin and darkness by your precious blood. So, Lord, today we ask you that you speak to us, that you teach us your word according to your wonderful purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. I think it's very important for us to understand that God has a very big heart and has a very big interest for every single one of us. You know, every now and then people seem to doubt that. Every now and then you hear people, uh, where is God? Does he really care? Uh, you know, we are going through many different uh, hardships and difficulties. Uh, and, and he seems to be not not uh, nearby or not uh, concerned about it. Actually, the opposite is true. God is very much concerned about it. You know, the Bible tells us very clearly that in the beginning, you know, when there was darkness hovering over the earth, uh, God spoke and he spoke light into the darkness. Now, he could have decided not to be concerned about light or darkness in this world, in this, in this, on this earth. I mean, after all, God is living in the light, eternal light. God is living in, in, in a wonderful uh, uh, presence of, of all the angels, of all the creatures that he has made uh, in a wonderful uh, harmony of love and care. So why would he have been concerned about darkness on a small, tiny planet like Earth? You know, if you're looking, looking at Earth from the perspective of the universe, you will see that earth is just a speck. So what made God care for this world? What made God to confront the darkness of this world? Now, God is a God of love. He's a God of light. And uh, he does not want to see darkness rule in any way at all. Now, we must understand that God wants to involve his creatures in what he is doing. We see this in mankind. God gave man the ability to rule the earth. And of course, when man failed to rule the earth, then darkness was again uh, penetrating everywhere uh, on this planet. But uh, this was even there before. You know, even before man came into being, there was darkness over the earth. And God decided to separate light and darkness. So we must see this as an indication. We must see this as a, as a symbol, as, a, as an, ex, an example of how light and darkness can live uh, next to each other and how God wants us to really live in the light and not in the darkness. So we must understand while we are on this planet Earth, there's always a conflict between like, life and death, between light and darkness. And, uh, you know, we see in God's uh, very action that God separated light from darkness, okay? That's what the Bible says here. Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light was good, 
and he separated the light from the darkness. Now, this was in the physical uh, creation, but it is also true for our lives in our spiritual life. You know, there is light and darkness very close together, and God is the one who is working to separate the light from the darkness. God does not want a mixture of life and darkness. In fact, we cannot be able to be in the presence of God when we are mixed between light and darkness. God is light, and we must be light like him. So as we consider the word of God, we can see that God is interested in seeing every one of us become lights, full of life, full of love, because these things go together. Light, you know, life and love go hand in hand. So what is happening in the physical world? You know, there is light and darkness, there is day and night, and of course there, is, there are people who are, who are doing well, doing good, and there are people who are living in a life of crime, who are living in evil. That is a reality. There's a battle going on, and we ourselves find ourselves in the middle of that battle between light and darkness. Now, the Bible tells us here in the book of James that blessed is the man who endures temptations. So, in other words, because there's darkness in this world, there are challenges in this world, we are confronted with those issues, with those challenges. And challenges, you know, or temptations have never finished, have never stopped as long as we have been in this world. And they will never stop. They will be here with us as long as we are here. So we are finding ourselves in a constant battle. And, uh, of course, the Bible says temptations comes. You know, there's a definition here when we are drawn by our selfish desires. Okay, so first of all, the word of God makes very clear it's not God who tempts us. Because God is not tempted by evil, neither can he tempt anybody. So if evil comes around you, it doesn't come from God. Okay? If uh, any onslaught of darkness comes around uh, in our world in one way or the other, and we have seen so many of them, we must understand this does not come from God. Because God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. In fact, there is no shadow of turning, you know, uh, like the sun when it uh, rises in the east and sets in the west, there are always shadows involved. But in God's world, there is no shadow. There is no darkness. There's not even a hint of darkness. He cannot be tempted by evil because he's good. And he's good all the time. Now, the Bible tells us temptation comes when desire has conceived and it gives birth to sin. So in other words, this, the, 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 the temptation is a built-in problem because we are belonging to a fallen uh, to a fallen race. You know, we're belonging to people who are, who are born into a fallen race. You know, the Bible tells us that Adam and Eve sinned, and ever since, all of us have been drawn into this very uh, area of, of, of sinfulness. So there is this inner being, this old nature, as the Bible calls it as well, that draws us into doing wrong. You know, there's a desire which is being built up. And even when we know we shouldn't do things, we still do it. You know, the book of uh, Romans chapter 7 talks about it very, very clearly. That often the, the things that we don't want to do, we still do it. Because there's a desire and it, it becomes so strong that we, that we find ourselves we cannot control that desire. That's why we need deliverance. That's why we need Jesus as our Savior and Lord. So Jesus has come to bring light into the darkness so that when, you know, we are tempted, we are able to rise up and not give in to the desire, uh, but defeat the power of sin and darkness even within our own heart. So let's understand God is not tempting us, but rather he's sending his word to illuminating us, to, to bring light into our world. 
And, you know, when we study scriptures like that, it's very important that we understand God has no evil intentions whatsoever. You know, uh, I have heard many people say, I'm struggling with God. Or God doesn't want me to enjoy this or the other. Actually, God wants you to enjoy the true life, the everlasting life, the life of, out of God. But of course, often we mix up realities when it comes to that. We, we think that uh, we need to enjoy sin, and sin cannot be enjoyed. Sin is always throwing us down. Now, the Bible tells us clearly, and we have read that in John chapter 8, verse 12, that Jesus has come into this world. The Bible tells us that God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. So in other words, God sent the light into the darkness. Okay, what he did in creation, in the very beginning, you know, when there was still darkness and God brought in light, that's what he does in our lives as well. You know, everyone who has, born, has been born in this, into this world has been born into a sinful environment. And we don't become automatically children of God. We don't become automatically good and right. You know, we may be born into a religious home. We may be born in all kinds of traditions which look to be, uh, you know, uh, somehow right to our own eyes. But they're not right to God. Because no matter what traditions we have, we still need to be transformed. And that can only happen when the light comes into our hearts. Jesus made it very clear so many times. You know, he said to a religious leader, Nicodemus, who really felt that he was right, like all the religious leaders felt they had all the truth to themselves because they were studying the scriptures. And then, you know, he told Nicodemus, unless you are born again, you know, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You cannot be able to have fellowship with the living God. Let me just read from John chapter 5, verse 31. Jesus says, I testify about myself. My te if, if I testify about myself, my testimony is not valid. There is another who testifies in my favor, and I know that his testimony about me is valid. You have sent to Jesus... You, you have sent to John and he has testified to the truth. Not that I accept human testimony, but I mention it that you may be saved. John was a lamp that, had, that burned and gave light. And you chose for a time to enjoy his light. I have a testimony weightier than John, than that of John. For the very work that the Father has given me to finish which I am doing testifies about the Father that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice, nor seen his form, nor does his word dwell in you, for you do not believe the one he sent. You diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. Yes, these scriptures, these are, these are the scriptures that testify about me. Yet, you refuse to come to me and have eternal life. You see, this was the dilemma of uh, Nicodemus and his friends. They were reading the Bible, the Old Testament scrolls, the scriptures that were there, and everybody recognized them as the word of God. And they were reading and reading and reading, and of course they felt, you know, that that study in the word of God made them to be better than anybody else. The problem was that they were still mired in darkness. What they were reading was one thing, but they could not recognize the truth. You know, they could not translate that which was they were reading into the reality of their time when Jesus was actually coming to be in their very presence. You know, Jesus, the light of God, 
was sent into the darkness, but they loved darkness more than the light. And that's why Jesus made it very clear. You cannot be able to partake in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of light, unless the light has reached you, the light has transformed you, the light has come into your heart, and you, you are able to do away with darkness. You know, and that's what God has done. He is the father of lights. And all good and perfect gift comes from above, comes from our God. So that's what we see very clearly given to us in the word of God. Now, let's see how God gives us a wonderful illustration in our, in our physical world. You know, in this physical world, there are so many planets in this universe. And, of course, the Earth is just one of them. Now, Earth is a very, very fruitful planet. <clears throat> it has got a lot of potential, as we know. You know, those of you who have been planting and have maybe just uh, received a harvest or are just harvesting uh, your crop, you can see that this Earth has potential. But this potential can only be able to materialize when the sun is going to shine on the earth. If the sun would stop to shine, nothing would grow. This planet of light and life would be dead. Isn't it? So we, we can see that potential alone is not sufficient. We need to have the outsides light that is being sent into our lives. You know, I could go on and, and talk about mass. You know, people are talking so much about mass. Uh, a number of different uh, missions have gone to mass and have sent rovers on the mass and tried to find out whether there is life on the mass. Now, so far on mass, what we see is that everything is just dry and dead, despite the light. But then you see, again, Jesus also says, I'm the living water. Okay, and what is missing on Mars is water. So you understand, God needs to supply light and water. You know, these are sources of life. Without these, nothing is going to grow. And you see, on us, this is what we have. By God's own grace, God has, has uh, given us springs of living water. You know, there are springs uh, flowing from the ground. There, there are rivers that are forming just because... Uh, Water is flowing forth. By the end of the day, even water would not be enough if there was not going to be light. And light has been sent into this world. God has given this uh, solar system in which we are. And that's why it is called solar system because there's a sun. Okay? And the sun is shining on our planet. The sun is enabling this planet to be fruitful. The sun is enabling this, this uh, planet Earth to have new seasons and bring forth in every season according to what he has determined to be able to grow in the seasons. Now that is wonderful. You see, God has given this earth potential, but just like he has given potential to this earth, he has given potential to every single one of us. Okay, isn't it true? We have got a lot of potential. And you may say, of course, everybody has got potential, even those who don't believe in God, even those who are not following Jesus. Yes, for sure, we have all got potential. But the problem is that this potential will come to nothing. That's why Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. Now, that may sound like an insult because some people have built empires. Some people have made money. You know, some people can afford to, to shoot up into the... Into, into space for 10 minutes and come back, you know, just like has happened this week. Or another one has gone for one hour and come back again, you know, just because they are multimillionaires, they can afford to do this. The problem is, what is the purpose of all this? You know, you can do all, all kinds of things, but it has got no value for eternity. You see, what will remain for eternity, what will remain in God's kingdom are these things that come as a result of the light of God. The things that are growing because God has given the light. Okay? So when, when love is growing in your heart, everything that is a result of love has got eternal value. 
Amen? And I'm not mixing up love and lust. You know, a lot of people in this world, they don't know the definition of lust and love. They, they think love is everything that, that makes me feel happy. No, love can be tough. Love can be painful. You see, the love of God made him to give his very best. And Jesus was willing to go to the cross because of love. He laid down his life because of love. So love is not always just wishful thinking or wishful desires being fulfilled. No, love has value and value for eternity. And so God wants to create fruit in every one of us. And you know, fruit can only grow where light is shining. Yes, there is potential. God has created us in such a way that there is potential in every one of us. But that potential will take us nowhere unless Christ is shining into our lives. And unless we are connected to divine Jesus Christ who is supplying us what we require. Otherwise, you know, we are going to be like little children who are building castles in the sand. Okay? Next day, they're gone. I remember when I was young, when my, my father made a sandbox right in front of our house. And oh, it was so nice, you know. I mean, every, every day we were building uh, all kind of uh, stuff in the, in, the, in the sand. Okay, we mixed some little bit of water and then of course the sand would get into a certain form and we were so proud. But overnight the water was drying up. And the sand castles or the sand buildings, whatever we built, we are gone the next day. And you know, this is exactly what will happen to whatever potential we may have, whatever we are going to bring forth without the power and the light of God, it will never remain. It will never have value beyond just today or tomorrow or maybe a few years into the future. Eternally, it will make no difference whatsoever. So Jesus is the light of the world. So that everything in our life will be transformed and changed and will be able to bring forth eternal values. You know, that which is going to remain, that has been born of God. You know, that which we do in reaching out to people who are in the darkness. And when they come to the light, they will be there for eternity. They will be uh, pointed at as a result of the fruit that you may have been able to bear in this world. So God has actually let his light shine into our lives and he has woken us up from our slumber. Okay? We are no longer the same. We are, we are transformed. We are able to do what, what God brings us into because God has put a lot of opportunities into our way and we can only take, op, uh, take uh, part or take, take, take the challenges of these opportunities and bear fruit when we have the light of God upon us. Now, the Bible tells us another powerful thing and we find this in the book of John chapter 12, verse 35. Jesus told, Jesus told him, you're going to have the light just a little while longer. Okay, he was talking about himself. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. The man who walks in the dark does not know where he's going. Okay, and we can see that in our world there are a lot of people who are walking and not knowing where they are going. Some people, they are ever run faster but they still don't know where they are going. The solution to not knowing where you are going is not to run faster, but first of all, find out where you are supposed to be, where you are supposed to reach. Okay? So the, the man who walks in the dark does not know where he's going. Put your trust in the light while you have it so that you may become sons of light. This is a very powerful word. You know, we have the light of God in, in his word. 
You know, Jesus is the light of the world even today. You know, he is not physically with us, but he's still with us. And he promised that he will never leave us nor forsake us up to the end of the age. So Jesus is there. And we have the light. And thank God the light is shining into our hearts. And wherever there are dark corners in our lives, God is shining into these dark corners to bring transformation, to penetrate in order to, to make whole and transform. Now, what we must understand is that when the sun reaches the earth, there is a relationship that begins between the sun and the plant worlds. In fact, not only the plant world, but let me just use as an, as an example. Okay? When you put a seed into the ground and the sun is going to warm the soil, that seed is going to begin uh, sprouting, it's beginning to, to uh, come to life. That seed is beginning to grow. And if it's a flower, that seed is, or that flower is going to focus on the light. Whatever plant it may be, there is a relationship between the light and the plant. And that enables the plant to bear fruit or to become a nice flower. And opening up in the right time, at the, at the perfect time. And, and uh, you know, just like the Bible says, everything is beautiful in its time. So God has given every uh, one of his creation beauty. Now what is happening in the plant world is also supposed to happen in our own world. Now it's very interesting that, you know, when summer comes, not like our winter right now. Right now, of course, we are looking for a little bit of sun because it warms a little bit, uh, as a bit up. But uh, when it is cold, like yesterday, <laughs> you are going to run away from the outside. You're trying to find a place which is a bit warmer. Am I right? Okay. And of course, nobody likes the cold. I mean, this, this is being too cold. I, I'm, I'm told we had a five degree or less uh, last night. It was just too cold. Who has been sleeping outside? Of course, that would be foolish, okay? But when the light comes, you, 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 you venture outside because you, you, you would want to soak in the, the rays of the sun, isn't it? You know, like where there is summer, like in the, in the north. If you would go to the beaches of Spain or Mallorca or some of these places where there's a lot of sunshine, you find, you know, people all over. Even if there is COVID, they don't care. They want just the sun. Okay, sun is more important than the danger of COVID to some people, okay? Of course, we, we, we love sun. You know, can you see there's a relationship between us human beings and the sun as well, okay? Just like the plant world has a relationship with the sun and that enables the, the plant world to be fruitful. Now, we human beings, we also love the sun because, you know, it warms us up, it, it, it makes us happy, you know, I mean, when, when there's no sun, many people become very miserable, okay? Have you noticed that? Uh, you don't come close to them. They become to, uh, to, to respond or react in, in ways that is not pleasant. But when the sun is there, we, we seem to be all happy, isn't it? So the sun makes a big difference in our lives. Amazing. Okay? Now... What the, the word of God tells us, and I think this is very important for us to recognize. The Bible says, put your trust in the light while you have it. So there is a difference between just uh, standing in the sun or putting your trust in the sun. Okay? You see, like the plants, there's a, they're, they're relating to the sun. Actually, they're submitting to the sun so that the sun can do its work in their lives. Unfortunately, that's what very often is not happening between man and the light of God. Okay? Yes, we, are, we, are li we like the sun of, uh, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a cold world, in a, in a world of misery, but then we are not submitting to the light. We are not trusting the light. And, and the word of God says, trust in the light. So in other words, have a relationship with the light. 
submit to the light. Because then something amazing is going to happen in your life. Because you're going to turn from what or who you have been into what God wants you to be. And the Bible says here clearly that we are going to become sons of the light. And that's why Jesus was able to tell his disciples and the people who were listening to him, you know, you are the light of the world. Okay? Now, as we have read in, in John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. But then he says to believers, people who are relating to him, people who are submitting to him, people who trust in the light, you are the light of the world. Okay? People who have been in the darkness and who have been dark from inside out, outside in, you know, they are now becoming light. Okay? It's like, it's like the planets of this world, you know. You can see very clearly the planets of this world, they have no light in themselves. But then, when the sun is shining, they reflect the light. Okay? The earth itself, or the moon, okay, this, they can be very bright. I'm sure when there's full moon, you go outside, you, you, you can see quite clearly even in the middle of the night, isn't it? But then the moon has no light itself. The moon is just reflecting the light of the sun. Okay? The earth is just reflecting the light of the sun. <clears throat> In fact, the planets that we see, they are just reflecting the light of uh, uh, the solar system or the, the sun that is there in that solar system. So we are looking at night onto many, many stars, and we, 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 we may not know, you know, uh, what kind of light we are able to see. But most of these lights that we see, they are actually just a reflection of the greater light that is coming from that central, you know, star that we call the sun, a solar system. Okay, so in our solar system, everything is illuminated by that powerful sun that is not only giving us light, but giving us warmth, giving us rays, you know, that enable growth to happen in our lives. And that's exactly what God does, okay? You know, the sun is just a physical example that God has given to us for us to understand the real light. That is Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the light of the world. And not only does he give us illumination, makes the darkness bright, but he brings also warmth. That means he brings love. He brings all the good things that he has promised. In fact, the Bible says that he sends his words and heals us, okay? Because warmth, you know, is, 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 is a, has a healing effect on our body. And of course, especially the rays that we cannot see, you know, there are gamma rays and uh, X-rays and what have you, all kind of different rays which are in our, in our solar system, in our, uh, as a result of our, of our sun, not only uh, the, the light that we see, but also rays that we cannot see. And all of these are working together to bring the result of a, of a harvest. The same is true in the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, there are things that God is doing that may not be visible to our natural eyes, but they are doing as a lot of good in our spiritual life and making us grow to be the sons of the living God. So in other words... Jesus says, when you trust the light, you become transformed. Okay, the light will do a lot of work inside of you, and you're no longer going to be who you used to be, because God is removing the darkness from the light. Okay, he separates light and darkness, like he has done it in the very beginning when he created this world. So he does that in you, and he does that in me as well. Okay? And if you are looking back in your, li uh, your life, as a child of God, you should be able to see that maybe certain things which you struggled with maybe two years ago or three years ago or even last year, you're no longer struggling with because you have overcome, you have transformed, you have changed. Amen? God is removing darkness from your life. And he's making the, the fruit uh, come forth so that what used to be a temptation to you 
some time back. It's no longer temptation anymore. Okay? That's how we see that we grow. Okay? And if you cannot see that, then there's something wrong in your life. Okay? I mean, if I look back in my, in my youth when I came to know the Lord, of course, it was glorious, it was nice, but I, I, I struggled with a lot of things from my old nature, which now I almost don't remember. It's only when I, when I talk about such things like now, I, I remember, oh, I was struggling in such a way, in such a way. Now I'm not struggling with these things. Of course, I'm not saying that I've stopped struggling, you know, because as long as we're in this world, we are in a battle, okay? But there are things now you have left behind, Okay, like, like the word of God says, when I was young, I was speaking like a child. Okay, I was behaving like a child, but now we are grown up. And we must now have a different kind of lifestyle, a different kind of behavior than when we were children. So God is transforming our life in amazing ways. So we are to reflect the light. And Jesus says, you are the light of the world. Okay? You know why? Because the Father has sent his light into us, into our hearts. And now we have trusted the light. And now we are also sons of the light. Also sons of the living God. And we can also reflect the light of God, just like the planets do. Okay? Like the moon does, like the earth does, like Mars does, like Venus does. All of these planets, they can only reflect the light that comes from the sun. And likewise, we who receive the light, who have been transformed by the same light, we, now, we are now able to also reflect the light back into this world. And that's why Jesus says, now you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the world. Praise God. That's what we ought to be, okay? That's what God does. He separates the darkness away from the light. Whatever has been part of the darkness, God is uprooting it from our, from our hearts, from our inner being, so that we can be what God wants us to be. Let me just read this scripture from Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? That's how it's important that we are what God wants us to be. It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Praise God. You know, if you are made the light of the world, then you must be seen. You cannot be hidden. That's what Jesus makes it very clearly, clear here. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. You see, this is what we require, especially in times like this. You know, when, when there is all kind of potential of uh, quarrels and... Uh, uh, confrontation because people are competing for the same thing in this world, you know, like elections usually do. You know, we, we need to be the light of the world. We need to have the influence of the light. And, you know, if we cannot have that influence, why do we call ourselves a Christian nation? Okay? We need to really let our lives shine. And whoever wants to give darkness room, you know, the light must be so strong that darkness cannot succeed. So we are important. You are important. Wherever you are, wherever you touch, wherever you go, you remember, Jesus said you are on a stance. God has put you in an elevated position so that your light shines into the darkness. Amen? And so we don't have to be afraid of what is going to come. We don't have to be afraid of all these talk that people are uh, uttering at this moment in time, accusing each other of violence and things like that. No, we need to stand for the light. We need to stand for the peace. We need to stand for the truth. Amen? And we need to hold the values of God up in this very moment of time. Okay? God has put us into this world for the very purpose to bring light into darkness. Okay? To make a difference. 
to trust in the light so that we become sons of the light, sons of the living God. Amen? You know, God has created us for him. We are there for him, and God wants to reach everyone in this creation to himself. God is building his family. God is building his world, his kingdom, even in a dark place. What he did in the beginning, he separated light and darkness, and he still continues to do that even now. So let us do the best that we can to separate out the darkness from the light. And let the light shine into the dark places. That's what Jesus did. That's why he came. When he came, this world was in a mess. This world was dark. This world had no hope. But Jesus came and he brought hope. He brought light. He brought transformation. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overpower. Thank God. So the church is still there. You know, kingdoms have come and kingdoms have gone. People rise and people fall. That is happening, you know, in succession, continuously. But the kingdom of God will always succeed. Amen? The kingdom of God is always shining. And that's why we who belong to the kingdom of God, you know, we must always let our light shine. Even if we are part of a, of, a, of, a, uh, of a party that wants to win the elections, you know, we still have to let the light shine and not use violence, okay? Not resort to darkness, but let the light shine. And the light will make a difference. The light will be able to transform that which was unfruitful to become fruitful, to bring out the potential that God has laid into this world and let it bear fruit. Now Jesus says, as we are reading in the word of God, blessed is the man who endures temptation and for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life. That's a powerful word. Okay? The crown of life is reserved for those who love him who love God. Amen? It's waiting for all of us. Now, we all know, as I've said, the struggle in which we find ourselves is still real in this world. We're still confronted with evil challenges around us. And you know, some of the struggles are coming from within ourselves, from our old nature. And we need to learn to overcome them. We need to learn to, to trust our God so that these things are being masters, okay, that the darkness is being removed out and that we are no longer tempted by the same things that we were tempted in the past. Some struggles are coming from external influences or external issues like we have seen COVID-19, like we have seen, you know, uh, violence in different parts of the world or floods, you know, or fire uh, that is burning down whole forests. You know, these are external influences which we have no control over. So we are struggling with these things. But God is God. And even so, we may not have an immediate uh, answer to the climate change that has wrecked our world, that is causing havoc in our world because of what we have done to our world. We still have to let the light shine and bring transformation as much as we possibly can. So let never relent, never give up, okay? The light is always stronger than the darkness. No matter what happens around you, don't forget, God's light is able to penetrate darkness. And when God's light penetrates darkness, it transforms what is dark into the light. Into the light. You know? If you look at your own life, you know, if I look at my own life uh, back before I knew Jesus, I was a different person. I had different ideas. I had different ideals. I had different, you know, uh, desires that I wanted to see happening in my life. And these were not good desires. These were often very selfish desires. But when God came with his light into my darkness, not only did he penetrate my darkness, through the lights. And of course, 
Our Father is the Father of all light. He has sent Jesus. And he sends you to be the light. And so when this light came into my heart, it transformed me. I was never remaining the same that I used to be. And it still continues to transform me even today. And thank God for that. So we live a life of faith and not of what we see. You know, as the Bible says, you know, live by faith and not by sight. So keep our eyes, let's keep our eyes on Jesus because there's a crown of life waiting for us. And when it says crown, you know, don't think of a crown of these kings and queens who are putting a big thing on top of their head, which is even so heavy that uh, they can only stand it for a short time. And then somebody else has to carry it around. That's not the kind of crown. The crown of righteousness is illumination around us. It's going to, you know, an elevation that God gives to us, which is amazing. Because God loves us. God cares for us. God has got something very, very special prepared for every single one of us. You know, God has prepared a, a, a place. You know, when, when I say throne, you know, you think of a chair. <laughs> when God talks about the throne, he doesn't think about a chair where you sit down in an elevated position. But it's a place of prominence. A place of influence. A place of shining. A place of of, of, of great and wonderful uh, illumination that is going to uh, able to bless other people around you. That's what God has prepared for us as we are going forward, relating to the light of God, submitting to the light of God, trusting in the light of God so that our lives become changed. So because of his power inside of us, we can be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We can be able to overcome. The Bible says those who overcome, they will be pillars in the house of God, in the temple of the living God. And God wants to make you such a pillar. You know, pillars are, are, are you know, uh, these kind of uh, uh, carriers of the roof, of everything that is heavy up there. And God wants us to be pillars in the house of God who are carrying the purposes of God for the future to come. So let's not forget all good and perfect gift is originating from our Father, the Father of lights, okay? Coming from above, coming into our life, shining into the darkness. And God is servicing us on a daily basis. He lets his, shine, his light shine on in our lives every day, you know? Just like the sun shines every day, you know? I mean, even if it's a cold day or a darkish day, the sun still shines. Sometimes the clouds are hindering the sun to penetrate through, but the sun is shining every day. More so, the sun, now not S-U-N, but S-O-N, okay? The son of God, Jesus, is shining into the darkness every day. Praise God. And the sun cannot be hindered by any clouds. The sun cannot be kept out by anything that may hinder him to come. The only thing that can hinder Jesus to come into your life is your own will. If you don't want him, then he will respect that. But if you seek him, if you welcome him, if you trust him, if you submit to him, he will gladly come and penetrate every darkness and bring transformation into your life. Even darkness cannot hide Christ. Amen? Praise God. His light penetrates every dark thing that you are struggling with today. Amen? And remember what I said earlier, God still sends his word and heals us because his rays of love, his rays bring illumination, bring love and kindness and the warmth of transformation. Amen? So God sends his word. Okay? In our physical life, we can be transformed, we can be healed. Emotionally, we can be transformed, we can be healed. Spiritually, we can be built into the kind of people that are able to overcome. 
Where once there was a desert in our lives, God is going to turn it into a garden. I want to close with a scripture from the book of uh, Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1. 51 verse 3 rather. Isaiah 51 verse 3 says, For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. The voice of melody. That is singing and shouting and making all this joyful noise before the Lord. Okay? Now this is a prophecy. And I want you to take this prophecy and hold on to it. You know, maybe there are still some waste areas in your life. Maybe there are still some wilderness here and there that you are facing. But the word of God says, the word of prophecy says that God is turning that wasteland, turning that uh, dark place, that waste place into Eden. And you know, Eden was paradise into the garden of the Lord where joy and gladness is going to be found. That's what God is doing. That's why he has sent the light of God to bring transformation into our lives. And so I want to encourage you. You know, maybe you are still struggling with certain areas of your life that seems to be like waste places or darkness or desert places. Let God transform it. He has promised it. And his light is there to do exactly that. His light has got the power to achieve exactly what God has promised to achieve. That's why he sent his word and is going to manage everything that he has said. So may God bless you and may his light shine in every dark place that you are struggling with and transform that place and bring light out of it. God bless you. Let us pray. Lord our God, we are so grateful that we can be able to submit ourselves to the light because your word is light. And thank you, Lord, that this morning we have been able to enjoy the sun rays of your word, the light of your word, the healing power of your word. And so, Lord Jesus, we want to see your word transforming even the cold places, the dark places that we are still struggling with in our lives. You have promised, Lord, that even the desert will be turned into the garden of the Lord. And Lord, we want to see that happen. We want to see every waste place to become a fruitful place. Lord, we want to see that everything that you have promised will become a reality in our lives. So Lord, let our lives be blessed. And let us live by faith, trusting you to bring transformation into our most intimate parts of our life. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Father, being the Father of lights, sending your Son and sending us so much light through your word and through many other ways. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the people you have transform, to send into our lives and to bring light to us. So Lord, continue making us lights of this world as well. So that even we can be your ambassadors reflecting the light of God, overcoming every obstacle, overcoming every darkness in our world. In Jesus' name. And everyone say, Amen. Amen. God bless you.